Welcome back, adventurer. Care for another story? One of a hero's triumph against darkness? A dragon's journey of self-discovery? Or perhaps two souls' quests to find unity? Well, pull up a chair and have a listen. everybody and welcome to this episode of the rpg show the show we rate review and talk about rpgs my name's brent i'm your host and with me today i have the two sultans of swat the uh something of clout i don't remember how that goes in that movie but first we have nick inappropriate snake appendages gantner how's it going man uh just slithering everywhere i guess all right and our special guest for today is mike the sequel is always better king how's it going brother Pretty darn good. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do before we get into these uh, this here shindig? I'm uh, trying to make a career out of podcasting, or at least a uh, a better hobby uh-huh. out of it. We're uh, on the Technobabble podcast on the Geek Followed Network. We discuss technology developments, uh, you know, things that are either developed through science or just amazing gadgets and gizmos that are uh, cool and or possibly world ending. Okay. and discuss the ramifications of it. But uh, my own personal baby, the one that uh, I completely own and operate with the help of my buddy Ben, is the Playing With Power podcast where we success uh, successively read each and every issue of Nintendo Power in order, discussing the artwork, the letters to the uh, editor, mm-hmm. the, uh, uh, the games that are featured, as well as the interesting articles that they had, like... Uh, you know, like a, a massive maze center in the middle of California. And occasionally we find that those uh, those little side articles are more interesting than the entire magazine itself. So, yeah, no, and it's um, always an adventure. Yep, and that's uh, that's where me and Nick know you from. We've been on that show. Um, I think I've been, I've been listening to that show since episode one. It's a great show. I recommend everyone go listen to it. Um, before we get into, also, I'd like to ask you, uh, sort of, um, what what is your introduction to the world of RPGs? It's a pretty niche genre. So, um, what is your history with RPGs, Mike? Oh, a, a rich and storied one. I started with Dragon Warrior on the Nintendo, mm-hmm. and then I tried Dragon Warrior two, but I was like, I was on a budget, so I could only rent it. And it looked like it was going to play for a while, and uh, that costs like a lot of money to rent those games. So I kind of had to stay away from the uh, RPGs and just stick with Mega Man 2, 3. And uh, by the time the Super Nintendo came around, that's when I was able to have more time to actually play RPGs. So I got on with Final Fantasy 2, and uh, after that they had Paladin's Quest. Basically, if it was made by Square or Enix... I, I I was on that like like jam on toast. Okay, all right. And it was uh, a long addiction, and then Final Fantasy VII came out, and 
it, that was almost a little rocky for me because I had a uh, I barely had a PlayStation at the time, but mm-hmm. uh, like I, like I was so used to the graphics, the rich the rich two D fidelity of the of the play of the Super Nintendo. So by the time I got on the PlayStation, like I had seen when they ever they did two D sprites, it was better than the SNES. But whenever they tried three D, it's like. All right, so we're just doing paper mache models now. Okay, I guess this is the future. Yeah, the transition from two D into three D was was rough all around, but it was <laughs> an awkward it, the awkward puberty. It it definitely was the uh, awkward teen years for for gaming, especially those early three D days. But uh, I think it turned out for the better. Oh, they oh yeah, they finally knew what they were up to when they finally got to uh, Final Fantasy Nine, because uh, Final Fantasy Eight, like it was. At least had graphical consistency, if not likable characters. But uh, you know, it's pretty hard not to pretty hard not to hit puberty and not uh, not get turned on by Kistas. Well, that's definitely a discussion point in uh, in this world when we go back to the Miss RPG contest. But this isn't that show. This isn't no. the Final Fantasy VIII review either. It this has got is... its own spankable characters too. This is <laughs> that well. <laughs> uh, um, this is the Breath of Fire 2 review, uh, another game by Capcom, the second in the series, and, uh, you know, we'll get to our opinions in a minute, but for for those people out there that don't know, if you're a new listener, if you just went to iTunes and you searched Breath of Fire 2 and you're like, I'm going to click on this one and listen to everything and find out about Breath of Fire 2, um, the way we do this is we break this down into one, two, three, four, five, six categories. Gameplay, story, music, visuals, replayability, and overall experience. We rate them one through five. We can do half scores because Nick fucked me up a long time ago and decided to introduce half scores. So I um, mean, we'll keep you on your toes, bro. That's right, and we will discuss each of those segments in turn. First up, as always, is gameplay. Now, it is your typical uh, turn-based RPG, but um, I think it. Uh, there are a lot of new systems in this game, um, as opposed to the second, uh, the first one. I mean, like uh, the township. And a lot of the other systems were either reworked or improved in general. Hunting, fishing, uh, fusions are also way different in this iteration. Um, And mostly, in my opinion, for the better. Um, Essentially, you know, you have your overworld map, you have dungeon maps, you have your random battles, um, that so forth. It plays, as far as in combat, it plays remarkably similar to the first game with a few exceptions. Um, you do have, uh, party orientation can be changed uh, a lot more in depth in the first game, so you can kind of set them up into formations, um, you can, uh, you have each character has a special ability, um, in addition to magics um, and so forth. There are are there more character recruitable characters in the second one than the first one? I'm trying to count the ones from the first one. Um, There's only eight in the first one. Are there more than eight in this one? Uh, not to my knowledge. There are nine because you get blue. Yeah, blue Just character. And she is an optional character, so that'll give you nine as well. If you count. Like, uh, like the, it feels very, 
like halfway between Dark Cloud and Soikoden in the way you build this township because there are a lot of uh, people you can send there in different combinations of their location to unlock different um, different things. And, uh, you know, as well as if you count each of the shaman that you use for fusions as recruitable characters, then I guess you could even bump it up by four or five more or something like that. Um, uh, they all they all stay in the same house, so. Yeah, but they, they change your characters fundamentally. Um, nice. So, you know, there's that. Uh, so, I just want to go down the line here and say... Um, you know, because what worked for us and what didn't work for us in this uh, in this game. For me, the things that worked, um, combat felt a lot more fluid than the first game. Um, it did not suffer from that. Uh, there's no longer an enemy. Well, the first one didn't do that. It was I'm thinking Golden Sun, but uh, it doesn't suffer from the Golden Sun problem of not targeting the next goddamn enemy. Um, <laughs> I call that the Final <laughs> Fantasy effect. Uh, well, Final Fantasy even dipped that like by the third one. So, oh yeah, for the uh, second one, I never encountered that for the uh, Super Nintendo. But I'm talking uh, about it. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, the original release was just like, oh, uh, it's time to swat at the air because the enemy's gone. Yeah. Um. So it didn't suffer from that problem. Didn't suffer from the Golden Sun problem. Uh. It. The characters felt more um, unique and varied while not feeling like they'd be left behind so like in the first one you sort of ran out of the use of a character really quick sometimes like you didn't need them at all after a certain point they just didn't grow and i felt like a lot of the characters in this game grow throughout the entire game extending their usefulness um beyond a certain point uh much more so than the second uh the first game i'm sorry uh the as far as gameplay goes um, I really enjoyed the townships. Like that was really cool. I really enjoyed. Every time I see like a town building mechanic, I get excited. <laughs> like that little, the little, uh, the little spark of uh, you know, Dark Cloud and Soikin and kind of kick, and I'm like, yes, let's do this. I want to find all the things. I want to put it in the best little spot, and you know, go on uh, with my business. Um, Nick, what are some of the things that worked for you? Um, in this iteration of Breath of Fire? Um, some of the things that worked for me are similar to you. I like I enjoyed the gameplay in the first game. Uh, so having the kind of similar gameplay just Im- improved uh, a, was a welcome thing for me. I enjoy it. Um, I enjoyed the customization of the shamans to your characters, how they went more in-depth, and they made it not just on Karn, it's every character except mm-hmm. for hero can have a, like a set of element characters put on them because each of the shamans is a different element and a different combination can change the look of the character or it could just power the character up mm-hmm. um, and that was a better improvement over just only having a single character uh, being able to be upgraded and then losing the use of one or more characters from your actual party. Mm-hmm. Um, the I felt like the way that um, the formations in the battle system were a little bit different were cool, um, and the fact that your characters all have like they've a meaningful, unique ability kind of thing, mm-hmm. as opposed to just 
Yeah, oh, they have this thing that's you use and then you don't use it ever again kind of thing. So, Okay. Um, what about you, Mike? Uh, what are some things that worked for you in um, this game as far as gameplay is concerned? Uh, the fact that you could, like, go on to beat one enemy instead of uh, after another rather than, you know, swatting at the air is a plus. Uh, again, loved building the town. Like, I don't know if uh, the show makes it over there like you must have a like do-it-yourself or a home renovation network channels mm-hmm. over there uh we have a guy up here mike holmes yeah. he uh, renovates homes you may have heard homes. of him homes on homes basically right. that guy so yeah. you are aware of it yeah. so we get to fulfill the little mike holmes fantasy of like looking for a carpenter building a town and it's uh it's pretty interesting and again the uh the shaman system works on everybody except the hero and blue because they're already powerful enough. Although it, uh, like, I guess coming out in a pre-internet era, it could have done a little bit more to explain what the benefits are to each form. Because, you know, y- in some RPGs you used to like, yes, you get like one power, but it's like your your hit points have increased, but your magic power has decreased. Like, usually there's a trade-off of some kind. Like here, you don't uh, you don't have any clear indication of like. Uh, if everything's a plus or if some are a minus and there are definitely some minuses like when you uh when you upgrade a certain uh, i think it's jean you won't be able to use the hop feature because he mm-hmm. turns into like a, a different looking character so his function is different or a cat if you upgrade her she can't use her swat so it's wow. uh like there are some trade-offs but it would be nice if it told you that in the game but i guess there just wasn't enough space for it well, that is always a problem. Um, if we do move on to things that we that didn't necessarily work for us, um, to be specific, uh, in the building of the township, if I had to make one more loop between the township and Captain, one Ooh. more fucking time, I would have thrown the goddamn controller across the room. Um, but that's you know those um, those repetitive uh, fetch quests are a thing in older RPGs. Like it's just a thing you have to do. But that was a long way to go <laughs> back and forth. It was that, so that was far. a day. That yeah. was a fucking day for me. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a back and forth thing. Um, I really wish the uh, formations that you can put your party in mattered a little more. Like it kind of felt like yeah, just do whatever, and it kind of doesn't really help or hinder by a whole lot um it would have been nice if they told you in the game also like this is good if you're fighting flying enemies or if you're fighting uh groups of enemies this one is better if you want to protect someone in the back try this like it would have been nice if it actually told you what those scramble uh formations actually did because of the character limit they had like off the character limits in this game that is like one of the i don't know if that counts as gameplay or aesthetic but um, yes, I will, I will count, uh, some of that in gameplay here in a second, but I think, um, I don't necessarily, I'm not always a fan of cluster of information on the screen at one time, so I'm okay with these systems being, uh, sort of, uh, separate and you can kind of experiment and figure them out on your own, um, 
to you know like everybody always wants to talk about Final Fantasy 7 but I also find that Final Fantasy 7 except from one or two super long annoying tutorials um, kind of did it right where there's just like a room off to the side in a town that you can go to and everybody has all the questions you could ever ask about what does this mean and what does that do and you can completely bypass that bitch and go on to town but it is a cart instead of a disc so there is limited space on that Final Fantasy 3 had that when you leave the town of Narsh, they've got yes. the, uh, yeah. the they've got the uh, the school mm-hmm. where it basically tells you all the shit you need to know, and if you already know it, just walk on by. Yeah. So it can be done right on the Super Nintendo. It just yeah. wasn't here. Um. Yeah, I guess that's fair to say. Um. I will say also that the translation, because I'll put that right right here in, in gameplay, was atrocious. And that is um, due to the first game was the localization process was done by Squaresoft. So it had their localization team, their translators, and Capcom decided to bring that in-house for the second game. And it shows. Um, There are times where I almost don't understand what the person is telling me to do because some of the words are kind of jumbled. Also... No one ever in a fantasy setting names a place hometown. I know, like, everyone's supposed to say, like, oh, I've got to send this letter from uh, Corsair to Capitan, and then uh, it's going to send it to hometown. Really? Huh. That's like naming your city here. Yeah, that's that's pretty good uh, comparison. It's like, uh, starting location, somewhere between starting location. Well, starting, that's gate, but they call this fucking hometown for whatever reason. Um... So, I mean, yeah, that that was kind of some of the things. And it's not even your hometown. No, it's not. (laughs) Gates, your hometown. Um, So, I mean, it kind of, it's, it's, you know, it is what it it is. I mean, it was, they ended up saying, uh, like, uh, a lot of really weird things, like the, like the place where you stay uh, or staying or place where you're staying. Like it just was a lot of contractions were really jacked up where I had to read sentences twice. Oh, there but, are outright lies in, in some case. Like I had to put a note down here when I was at the shaman house, mm-hmm. when it finally gets built, she goes, do I have to explain uh, uniting to you? And if you say no, she will explain everything to you. And if you say yes, she'll be like, okay, let's go. Well, that's, so, yeah, that's there's a, an issue where a lot of the yes are switched around, and then, uh, like near the end of the game, the plot doesn't make any sense anymore because it's they just they stop giving a fuck when doing the translation, I guess. Mm. But there is a if you do the ROM, there's a a translation patch you could put on. I think it was developed by Ryusei. I want to say the person's name is, but they fix a lot of that, so you can actually play and understand the game and stuff. Well, they also had a Game Boy Advance port, which uh, it was given a graphical overhaul and some dialogue change, so I, I would hope that the translations uh, were fixed there. Yeah, um, but as far as the translation to the Game Boy Advance, I was looking at some of it, and I don't think it looks better on the Game Boy Advance. Personally, I think it kind of looks like shit on the Game Boy Advance, but we'll get to that later. Um, Nick, what are some things that did not work for you in the gameplay of Breath of Fire 2? Uh, how useless dragon spells were. Yeah. You get one shot, and then that's it. Yeah. Um, Finding them was okay. Also, there's the glitch where the second level of the dragon spells, they are are non-elemental, because I guess something broke with that. So it doesn't matter which one you use, because they all do the same damage. 
yeah, that was fucking trashed. Like, it should have mattered, like, if you use, like, a Thunder Dragon on some enemy, it would do more damage. Like, it would have been nice if the elements mattered, but no, it's like, you can just pick any three, so why have three? Okay. Well, I guess they, they intended it to work, but there was just a glitch or some coding error where it just, they didn't catch it or something. I don't really know, but. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what else? Shit, there we go. Fucking push talk wasn't working. Um, the fuck. Well, I mean, you've already said a lot of bad crap that didn't work. There was there was a thing that popped up that I really like from the game that I forgot to mention. Go for it. Um, the guts thing, where if your character dies, they have the chance of re coming back to life. Okay, yeah, that's pretty cool. Your uh, like input, whatever, is, and they, it saved me once or twice. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, um, I would say overall, um, this is a pretty moderate, moderate to like high in some cases difficulty game. Like early on, like if you miss like farming a little bit before you cross that bridge to go into that first town, like if you're still like level five and you cross that bridge to head to the next town, like the first enemy is just gonna fucking one shot you. Like <laughs> it's, it's not even gonna play around. It's gonna Ooh, be like the grinding. Like uh, this game is so bad for grinding. Uh, you know, you, you can't you can't just walk from one place to another. You have to like scout the area like you're about to rob it later tonight. <laughs> yeah, you kind of have to test the ground a little bit, but I don't necessarily consider that a problem. I kind of like it um, when these games are a bit harder. It, um, it's not at the beginning, but it became a problem for uh, me later. Yeah, I guess uh, it can be. Because um, there are missions, and they won't tell you in advance. They'll just like. By the way, here's a character, and he's going to be on his own, so hope you level them. Good fucking luck. Yeah, that's another thing to mention different from the first game. In the first game, characters that aren't in your party level with you. They do not do that in this game, um, which is, like, I kind of am okay with, but at the same time, it's kind of like a quality of life thing, where they, I'm like, I really wish they just level with me, so when I'm forced I know, to take they should character, be they should be following the party, like, you know, oh, I saw what you did there, I, I learned that move, like, you know, just have some... You know, I trail behind a bit. Like, even in Final Fantasy uh, 3, didn't they have, uh, like, they gained, like, some experience? Uh, it's been a long time, man. I couldn't I couldn't tell you. Um, I just know in the first the first Breath of Fire, they they definitely leveled with you. They don't hear, which can yeah. be frustrating in some well, of the later missions. Especially when you're forced to bring a character along in certain areas for their own individual quests. What were you then, saying? Uh, then you're going to be like, oh. You're going to wish that you brought that... You're going to wish you used that character more often. What were you going to say, Nick? Uh, I feel like it's a, a stupid like plot thing. Because in the first Breath of Fire, there is no home base for other characters to be at or nothing like that. It's mm-hmm. all... They're all implied to be with you constantly. Mm-hmm. So they're all technically leveling whatever. You just can only, only use four at a time for gameplay purposes. And I, I like that concept more than in games where it's like, oh, well, these characters aren't doing anything with their lives. They're just kind of sitting in a town... And bumfucked Egypt, and everybody else in the party is out doing adventuring or whatever. It always, it's just, I guess, a little. I'm saving, I'm saving the world, and they're out either playing cards or getting crunk or, like they're right, just, like they're just not pulling their own weight. They signed up to save the world, and then like they don't, they don't actually do anything. I mean, but, maybe they should be training while I'm gone, like you know, beat each other up and go to bed or whatever. Just you know, do something. Well, um. Yeah, I guess I that's you know that was another kind of problem I had, but overall for gameplay, I would say that um, my overall opinions on gameplay are that it is better 
by by a league and a half than the first game. Um, but I do think that it's missing one thing that the first game did have, and I think that in the simplicity of the first game, that this one's kind of missing a level of charm. Not to say that it's bad, because I really enjoyed the fuck out of this game, um, and I'll, I'll talk about that later when we get to some of the other categories. That, um, But I really... I think that the first one... I was kind of repelled through the first one, even through some of my negative opinions on it, by its its simplicity and it 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 kind of it was kind of is this charming, cute little game that was uh, you know um, did everything it was trying so hard to do. I don't know. It's just like a certain level of charm about it that this one feels like it's a full fledged fucking adult and it's it's going to do its thing, you know. And if it, it if it messed it up, it can be blamed on it. Unlike the first one, where it's like, hey, it was my first try, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give it to him. This one, it's like, no, 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 this is your second time at this. Get this right. Don't, don't fucking burn me again. Um, so, I mean, I, I guess that's what I have to say about it. So, so there's more highs, but there's also more lows. Um, I wouldn't say there's more lows. I just think as a as a whole, it's missing uh, so, uh, like a certain feel to it. But um, to go ahead and score the bitch, I would give it. I'd give it a four, like a solid four for gameplay. Uh, where are you at, Nick? I am also going to give it a four because it is it is much improved over the previous. But there are things about it that are not like necessarily lackluster, but Kind of like, wow, why is this a thing that's happened that could have been improved? Yeah, it's like like that that uh, like that vestigial tail, like they could have chomped off, or make like either make it a full tail or chop it off, kind of thing. Yeah, um, especially in that dragon system where it's like you know either you know give you know scale it out, give it spikes, make it a real fucking tail, or chop that bastard off and pretend like it never happened. Well, it's um, like I guess they there are some things where the, in the first game they worked well, but they're like, well, this is too good. Let's let's try to fix it in some way, and then they end up just fucking breaking it. And it's like, well, I don't know why you did that, but whatever. I can see that. I think that's a fair um, call on that. All right, what about you, Mike? What are you going to give it? One to five gameplay. I, I uh, we, well, we there are some valid criticisms, but I just can't bear to give it a uh, anything in the three range. But it's uh, nowhere near a five because there's definitely faults that, you know, weren't like either weren't like the technology at the time. It's just they reached for things and there was plenty of time that they could have done. They could have been in the programming phase going like, okay, this isn't very intuitive or, you know, this is a half measure. It's not really uh, firing all the way that it should. But they went along with it anyway. So, you know, you got to applaud their adventure, but also uh, admonish their their lack of just, you know, cutting their losses at times and just scrapping a broken system. Mm-hmm. But uh, for the sake of consistency, I'll give it a four. Like, for all of its faults, I am still playing it. I'm still coming back. Like, it's still fun. So, you know, it can't be all bad if you're just like, I still want to finish this game. Yeah, yeah. All right. Before we get into the next okay. uh, section, did anybody else wonder what the fuck the dragon tear thing was supposed to be about um it it is a it is a i did some research on this it is an indicator of like the person's mood like and their uh intention like it's not anything uh that i could tell useful oh there is i did my own research and there is a utility to it okay go for it and uh you'll ask you'll bring a guy 
one of the tenants you bring in will bring a uh, like a dojo type thing. I think he's from uh, uh, I don't know where he is. I haven't got that far in the game, but you do bring him in, and he will teach your character some magic based on your mood, and it will range from cure to the one of the best attack magics in the game, missile. And uh, if you're if you're at rainbow level, you know you know you know if you're fabulous, then that character can learn any range of magic, but you're going to want to give them missile. Okay. So, and uh, there are other utilities for it in the game, but that was the biggest one I had in memory, that it will matter when it comes to learning magic from a, uh, a character that will train your, uh, train your crew. Okay. Oh. And it also, like, uh, for some reason, he likes uh, poor people. But, like, not poor as in, you know, lack of money, but poor as in, you know, what the fuck happened to you? Because uh-huh. he wants, uh, like, he, like if, you're rain- if you aren't already at rainbow level, like, your mood, like, you haven't just elevated your, uh, your relationship with that character, you can go through a series of questions, and one of the first questions is, like, are you nearly dead? And if you're at, like, one hit point, then you can answer yes, and that'll, like, r- rocket up the rainbow level. And okay. if you have to have no AP, so basically you have to be at death's door and then he'll be like, oh, wow, you really need this magic then. And then he'll be more inclined to give you the best attack magic. All right. What were you going to say with the dragon's tear, Nick? Uh, nothing really. I just thought it was uh, like an interesting concept that they didn't really flesh out too well. Yeah, it's, it's like. Uh... I felt like if they if it had meaning towards the plot or like you you used it in some way, it's a meaningful way, then great. But it's just like this icon on the screen that changes colors occasionally. Like oh, yeah, all right. it would have been great if it had like a battle utility where you know or, if it is your relationship with a character that they'd be more likely to defend you or that they could. Uh, I uh, think help uh, you dodge or something. I think they could have <clears> used it some in the recruitment of characters for the township. Like you have to do things to increase. Uh, your relationship level with people in order to get them to join the township. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Like I think uh, they could have done something like that. It is. It does feel like it's something they weren't able to fully uh, flesh out. Um, like, yeah, no. Uh, it's it's. It, I I wondered about it for the entire time I was playing the game. I didn't get to you know experiment because the way we play games for this show, it's kind of like boom, 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 boom. So I didn't get to play around as much in the township as I wanted to, and I didn't get to you know uh, fully explore a lot of those options there. So. Um, I didn't. Uh, I don't think I ever dealt with the dojo guy too much. I just kind of went to business. But no, um, it's it's definitely a weird thing because especially early on, you're talking to people and it's flashing and doing all these colors. You're like, what the fuck is that? Should I be paying attention to that? I have no <laughs> idea what that's doing over there. But I'm just gonna keep going. Um, so next, we talk about story. Okay, so the essential plot for this game is. Uh, and before I get into it, I really want to ask the listeners of the show, because we used to do this thing where we, we kind of break down the plot, like plot point by plot point, and then we've kind of shifted to talking about it in like a generalized discussion, um, with spoilers, of course, but not necessarily saying this happened, then this happened, then this happened. Uh, write into the show, forums, Twitter, email, and let us know which way you like better. For this one, we're going to keep going with our uh, generalization method but essentially um your character you start the game as a kid all right and uh 
you wake up and you got to go get your sister. She's in the woods um, at this this place where the dragon is or whatever. And um, you do all this. You talk to the dragon. But when you come back, no one remembers who you are. Your dad's gone. Your sister's gone. Everything's fucked. And so you go stay at the new place where they're like, oh, the church will take in orphans. And you meet Bo. And you go on about this. Like you fast forward to the future. Well, actually, they try to leave town. They got to fight a thing. They get their asses kicked, and then fast forward to the future. You're kind of these um, guys for hire in uh, hometown. And rangers, rangers, yeah. and you start your adventure from there, um, starting with retrieving the pet pig for the princess of Windia. Why the princess of Windia would have a fucking pet pig? I don't know. Don't really care. Because um, she's a princess, she has whatever she wants. <laughs> yes. I think. I think it's just the uh, the disparity of. You know, she's a creature of flight taking to the air, and the pig is like, it wallows in the dirt. So when, I guess she just likes that dichotomy. When pigs fly, I guess when Mina carries it home. Um, <laughs> well, some people, some girls think pigs are cute, so yeah. they just think it's cute. They kind of are. I met a girl with a cute pig and with a, a pet pig. It was pretty cute. I mean, I don't know. I, you know, I have a, I had a grandfather that owned a hog farm. I don't think pigs are that cute. <laughs> I think they taste great. I uh, just had a ham yes. sandwich before we started the show, so you know they're they, cute, but they're more delicious than cute. That they are. So, um, but essentially, you kind of like as you're kind of thrust on this adventure after saving the pig, and like your boat kind of gets framed for this theft, and you're chasing down this thief, and you know you slowly get involved in this this plot um behind the church of eva right uh saint eva and then you find out <laughs> that it is corrupt that's your um spoiler alert that you know you didn't go through some weird space time anomaly but some demon came in and wiped everybody's memory swapped out your father with a new priest at the church place and that the dragon that protected the village from demons was your mom and the thief all along with your sister blah 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 whoo big spoiler alert but um so we'll do the thing where we go down and talk about things that worked and didn't work first off i'll start with things that didn't work um for me i did not particularly care for the intro um where you start off with kids and I understand that that transition is supposed to be uh, confusing, but it literally took me until we're leaving the town with Bo to realize that shit was different. Like, I was just kind of, like, because the translation was already kind of bad, so I just thought, like, I just didn't understand something in translation. And I just kept going, and I'm like, hold the phone here. Did I miss something? And I had to go back. And I was like, okay... I got it now. All right, shit. People don't understand me. Um, they don't know who I am. I'm an orphan. And but if that's the case, where they came in and mind wiped everybody, like Bo seems awfully conspicuous to have showed up at that time, seeing he wasn't there before. Yeah, I, I got my own little note here that Bo is a piece of shit. Well, like, the the first day you meet him, he's robbing a church. Yeah. I mean, this this guy's got no scruples, and then he ref- then he wants to turn down a job. Never mind the money you get for the job. You're just like, I'm not looking for some stupid pet. Like he's like, you're a fucking ranger. Your job is to do whatever it takes to earn coin, and then only when he sees that it like the uh, the client is cute, then he's just like, oh, okay. So like he's thinking with his dick. Like, oh my just- god! 
all the dudes in this game other than Ryu, that's all they think about. Is, oh, Sten is, is the, a player. It's <laughs> the ladies. Like, Sten, Jean, like... Ran seems to keep to himself, but... Well, that's... Uh, that, I, I, but see, I'm kind of suspect on Rand and his orientation, to be honest with you, because he knows a little lot too much about the dudes fighting in the fighting arena, if you know what I'm saying. That would explain That would explain his uh, respect for women. It would. <laughs> I, I just... I don't know. Um, but, there you go. Like, the oldest case of homosexual character in an RPG. I don't know if it's the oldest. I'm pretty sure I could find somebody before then, if I really look. Probably. I'm just saying shit. Okay. I don't know. Did Final Fantasy 2 come out before this? The original one for the nest, the stupid one where you have to attack yeah, you things have to, to beat yourself up to get more hit points. Yeah. I, uh, but yeah, no. Um, so that didn't work for me. Um, some of the, like the plot, it it, it kind of felt like a, like an episode of Star Trek. Where you know there's a problem and you keep working and setting back, working, setting back, just kind of doing everything until the last five minutes of the episode when everything just kind of goes, oh, fix the problem, done, 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 Like it really kind of, I don't know, like it kind of just, that's just how it felt for me. Like it's just, there was a long time where nothing's really happening plot wise. You're, you're building the township, you're catching lead kind of after lead on, uh, you know, the thief until you catch her and then it's then it's all kind of just boom 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 boom. So that didn't work for me. Nick, what are some things that did not work for you story-wise in this game? Um kind of the same as you. It was kind of just there was it's just a series of things you're getting into like oh, you're in trouble, you got to fix this trouble thing now. Uh, and then you you don't really get any kind of like conflict resolution till the end. It's sort of like the first Breath of Fire in a way where you were going around just doing this piddly shit, and then, oh, time to fight the big bad. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Lovely. Um, I mean, that's really it. It was just kind of, like, it was just there. Yeah, I mean, it, it like, I'm not, I don't want to go out and, I don't want to go out and say the story's bad. I kind of like, um. Because you asked for bad stuff first. I kind of yeah, liked yeah, the whole, like, yeah. religion is evil, but that's overused, too. Yeah. Like, it's definitely a trope now. Where it's the the religion is so evil is actually under control by this evil thing. Nobody knows anything. Everybody's brainwashed, and it happens in a lot of media. So yeah, um, yeah. So, Japan seems to have a problem with God. <laughs> a little bit. Um, well, it's probably because they had their own shit, and then the Christians came over and started converting everybody. And I I don't really know. I'm not Japanese. I've never talked to a Japanese person about it, but I'm sure there's probably some resentment going on. Where they lost their old gods and their old religion, and it's being replaced by this shit. Pretty much. Um, all right, Mike. What are some things that did not work for you um, in this story? Oh, I had a whole bunch of notes here. Just uh, go for it, man. <laughs> well, I thought it was weird that like, uh, well, Bo can't stop stealing, and like, does he think like after ten years of friendship that he'd be like? Hey man, I got a line on this great job. You want to come with me? No, he was like, he wants to fucking cut me out of it and keep it all for himself. He's well, still a piece of shit after ten that's, years. That's because he knows you don't approve. He's like, well, I mean, Ryu'd get real mad if you knew I was gonna do this thing, so I'm and, gonna. Just... And his and his mood ring will change colors, and then that that's when I know he's not gonna talk to me for a while. And... If that goddamn dragon tear thing flashes red one more time, that's my <laughs> ass. Uh, but I do love that, like nobody questions when you're getting him out of town. That the trash can 
Rayo's not carrying it. It's, it's bouncing just, behind it's him, bouncing, and it sounds yeah. like Pac-Man. Yeah, no, it's, it's, that's pretty good. <laughs> Nobody's questioning the fact that the garbage can is following it's you. Like, uh, guard's uh, like, it's the worst guard ever. He's like, uh, yeah, um, I'm not going to let you. I can't let anybody go to town. Oh, you're taking the trash out? Yeah, it's going to smell. Just take it over there. It's cool. It's, just do it. <laughs> I just I just ratted him out. I told him it was Bo. <laughs> you, what an asshole. Hey, he's a piece of shit. He cut me out of the job, and and then he and the first time I met him, he robbed my old house. That so, he did, but it, it, as far as you knew, it wasn't your house anymore. Even though your things would have still been there, there are a yeah. lot of plot holes in that wiping the memory thing that I'm just not kosher with. Like they would have had to have like the whole Men in Black like fucking wipe team where they're taking all my all my childhood toys out, all my sister's shit, like rearranging all the furniture. Like, they're going to have to scrub out all the marks on the floor where the furniture sat for 10 years. Like, I, I'm just not feeling it. Like, I mean, yeah. I guess I you could like, go, I guess you could say, like, a dark wizard did it, but all the same. Go ahead, Nick. What were you going to say? Uh, say? I feel like it was one of those things where they had, like, this concept at the beginning of development, and then they were getting near the end, and they're like, uh, well, we got to kind of do this with it now to finish it up, and hence all the plot holes and shit. Because yeah. that's one of those, like, those types of... I guess plot devices where you have to like really go in and make sure everything is is kind of pinpoint, otherwise people are gonna like poke holes in it. Yeah, there was uh, the, uh, th- like the Japanese. They seem to play around with uh, homosexuality a lot in their games. Like when you're in the town of Coliseum, mm-hmm. your your job interview is with this big buff shirt, this Chippendale dancer. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my note here says it's not my first shirtless job interview, but it was the first one with shackles present. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, no, I just, uh, that's just a lot, uh, like, that didn't scream, uh, homoerotica to me as much as it did, okay, another thing where I have to beat you up to prove to you that I'm worthy of a thing. Like, that happens. It's like a manly man challenge. Well, no, it just happens a lot. Like, it could just be, like, the old witch in the thing that's going to give you information, you know, you have to prove that you're powerful, and she goes full witch mode and starts casting spells at you, but you have to beat her up. Like, that just happens all over the place, and I just kind of say, okay, it's one of these, and just move on with my life. What is, however, I do want to know what Breath of Fire and Capcom's uh, fascination is with fighting giant cockroaches. Like, we did it in the first game, we had to do it again here, like, well, be prepared for the next couple games, Brent. I, I, I think it. I think this speaks to the uh, conditions of the home office in Japan. They must have a roach problem. Like, I mean, it just feels feels like they have something against roaches. Um, well, I'm assuming it's because their whole world is full of anthropomorphic creatures that it would make sense that there's giant roaches for some reason. Yeah. No. Okay. Um. So we'll talk. Some some things that worked. Okay, well, first for me, um, I liked that there was more humor injected into this one. Um, some of it does fall flat, but I liked the brevity of a lot of it uh, in this game. Um, I feel like it adds um, something to it. Like the whole, uh, like whole, Jean's whole introduce, introductory request. I didn't care for, um, oh shit, what's the monkey's name? Sten's, Sten's um, introductory um, quest where you're just kind of underground or whatever that felt kind of annoying, but uh, you know they did they did redeem him later with his whole warrior past. 
Yeah, so I mean, um, like the the level of brevity in it, I really enjoyed. Um, even though the overarching story was tropey, I I found it entertaining and uh, enough to keep me moving forward. Um, Nick, what about you? What are some things that worked for you? Uh, something that worked for me was I really enjoyed how the characters had character, as opposed yes. to the first game where they're like just some. They could have just been gen- generic people in the in the world that kind of tag along with you. Made me care about Nina and the bird people in this game, and that's a hell of an achievement in my book. Um, okay. Because the first one I couldn't give a rat's ass, but I thought the whole deal about like the black wings and then like uh, Mina sort of volunteering to become your airplane, like I I thought all that was kind of cool. Like it's just better because you're right. In the first one, they're just kind of they're flat. Like you get introduced to them, they each have a thing, and that's it about them. Um, but yeah, you can go on. What else? Yeah, did you like? I mean, like, like as much as shit, y'all talk against Bo, uh, like he has his personality. Like that's his character. That's there are people like that in the world, and they fleshed him out. I mean, I don't like him. I think he's a dick. I'd rather if I was Ryu, I would have just stabbed him in that church and whatever, and then like called it a day, and went back to sleep. But yeah, he'll uh, live with Father Hulk. Yeah, right. Shit. No, no, no skin off my nose. Um, this, guy, but, this guy doesn't know me, but you know this is my old house, and he's letting me stay, so I can I can learn to like him. <laughs> that and this dude just came in. He's trying to steal shit. Like this ain't cool with me. Like Home Invader, right here. Get out of here. Yeah, those are my candles, bitch. <laughs> oh shit. Uh, anyway, uh, I liked how it felt like what they did do with the story, at least what you could um, understand felt more in-depth and involved. Uh, so that was another like step up from the, pr- the previous game. Oh, um, uh, yeah, that's pretty much the, the gist of it that I liked with the story. I liked... Uh, like Each character had their own little kind of thing, and it, it was a nice little addition. All right. Uh, Mike, what did you like about the story? Uh, it had some uh, great moments where you, uh, like in the Coliseum, where uh, you're fighting Cat, and essentially you're you're dealing with like, like not even Vince McMahon was as shitty as this guy. He's yeah. just like, I'm gonna go poison my uh, my contestants, <laughs> simply because. Yeah, it's the crowd. The crowd doesn't care for ladies winning. He, they want to see this this big burly lumberjack guy come in here and beat up on this little cat woman. Um, and since I'm not confident in his own ability to beat her, I'm going to poison her. And everybody likes that. It's like the tra- it's like the tragic woman in the fridge thing. Like everyone likes a strong, powerful woman, and they especially like it when she finally stops talking or living. <laughs> no, I. But I mean, to be fair, he was possessed by a demon. Um, so it did that. have a other like a uh, well, the first introduction to Mina seems like she's all delicate and like, oh my little pet, blah blah blah. Then the second time she uh, comes into play, she straight up murders the leader of the gang by dropping like a freaking stalactite on him. It, it doesn't kill him, and you end up making a boss fight. But the fact that she would like take that step shows that you know she seems all sweet and gentle, but. You know, she she's a, she's she's hardcore. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I think that ties into the whole like the character development stuff. Like she cares about her people, and her sister is in trouble. She's gonna do what she can to get her yeah, back. I'll, I'll drop a rock on a fool. And especially since they don't care about her. Like I I don't know. Like I really enjoyed her character arc this time. I don't know why. Um, much oh, yeah, better than the first one. 
definitely a, a plus, like made her a character to care about, even if she didn't factor into battle too much. Like, she's she's a great offensive caster, but as soon as you get like the hidden character blue, she becomes a bit of a uh, a background character until. But you can't really let her go because you will need her quest later on, and so you still got to keep her in the party to buff her up because. Again, they don't train when they're not with you. Nah, but, best uh, party is Ryu, Cat, Nina, and Blue. That's mm-hmm. that's all I'm gonna say. Well, no, uh, I mean Rand's super powerful. I, he's 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 incredibly good. I factor between like uh, Sten, uh, Blue, I, Ryu, and uh, I drop you know, Sten I'll, like a bad I'll habit. Go between Bow and Spar simply because I'm at that part where you have to do a. Well, you need him, so I'm still buffing him up. But, there, yeah, there are so many parts in the story where the characters come into play, as well as the whole overall religious conspiracy where you, uh, where you start, like, drawing uh, a thread, a connection, and then you finally make, like, a grand assault on the church itself. Like, you're just taking on an entire religion. It's like, it's a, it's, it's like you're living out Trump's personal fantasy or something. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, I haven't I seen Trump being very anti-religious, though. So uh, this, uh, is, this isn't the uh, political PG podcast. Let's uh, move on with our lives. Um, no, the, the Jean's uh, quest has got tons of comedy relief. Oh yeah, no, so, Jean Jean's uh, quest was fun. I enjoyed that. Uh, the Grand Cook Off, where it's like, you know, Gordon Ramsay must have played this when he was growing up because this <laughs> this has a killer cook off. Yeah, no, uh, it's it's uh, you know Eddie's million dollar cook off all over again. Now that's a reference. Okay, um, asparagus. The Japanese name for spar is asparagus. That's pretty uh. funny. Um, all right. So no. Um, yeah, no. So just to bring it around, ra- uh, pull this section together. Let's let's give the story the story a score from one to five. Mike, you first. What do you want to give the st- story one to five? I think I'm going to give it a, a 4.5. It's a uh, pretty much nearly perfect for me. Like you got each, like you got the overall char- you got the overall arc, the character arc. Each character has their moment to shine and uh, make you care about them and that's pretty much what a good RPG does. You don't want your character to just be a uh, like a generic avatar of violence simply to get you from one area to another. It'd be nice to have like this person going on a journey with you and learning, sharing, caring, and that's what this game does. It makes you care about everyone except pretty much the main character, and even he gets like a little bit of like yeah, like the other people have to care about him to make you to make him care because again, the mute protagonist. But uh, you know, all your care, all your friends feel like friends by the time it's done. No, that's and that that's legit. Um, Nick, what about you? I will. I will give the story a four. I will say that it will. It is. Uh, they did a great job improving it over the previous installment, but it's marred by its horrible translation, and that a lot of the characters don't. Uh, they're not dynamic. They're just static, so they don't change as much as I like. I guess evolve yeah. over the course of the the storyline. So that's fair, and I I also am going to give it a four. Um, I think that it is an improvement over the first one. Um, it does kind of drag in some of the uh, chore-esque moments early in the game um, where you're just... 
it, it, we were really not kidding about it's it had to have been three hours of gameplay just running back between uh township and captain like three or four times like that happens and it kind of draws out the story for no reason instead of making it a you know yeah i think i need to knock down my score back to a four because i completely forgot or may have repressed the fact of the uh where no warping at this point and you still have to walk the entire distance of the known world that you've traveled so far oh and the is that really like story though or is that just the gameplay well no well it's sto- it's no well i mean it's the story driving the story could have condensed that to a one-stop shop like we want to do this thing go to captain and get these three things or right. if you talk to the right character, they'll bounce you back and forth. Well, there is one guy right after you meet the shaman that'll send you back. Just once, but you still have to go back about, what, five times? I, I think it's half and half gameplay and story. I don't necessarily, it falls Fair in enough. one way there, or the other. Yeah, there's a distinct lack of uh, proper cues in this game. I, I, I'm almost tempted to knock it down to a 3.5 simply because when you went and get from one spot to another, I ended up checking a fact more often than not simply because nothing in the in the conversation um, says, by the way, we should probably check out this one person in town or... I find... Like, you have to wander and guess as to what's going on, especially in High Fort. Oh my gosh. I find it's better than most. Um, if you play a lot more... Um, RPGs of the era, you find that a lot of them leave you with a lot less clues than this game did, and there's a few times where the game actually outright tells you where to go and what to do. So I'm not yeah. really going to get um, harp on it too bad, because the Shrin- first one's atrocious about it. Let's say, straight in a secret of the stars. Yeah, nope. yeah. or, oh, I God. mean, we just played Golden Sun, and that game tells you nada a lot of the time about where to go. So, um, but... That does it for story. Let's, um... Music? Okay. Uh, let's wrap up story and move on to, to to music. I was like, you got really quiet there. Did somebody just have a stroke or something? Uh, sorry, my, my wife texted... I thought he was going to load up a, a, a song from the game. You no, know, my wife texted me and all I could see was shit herself, and apparently they saw some lady shit herself at a rest stop, so... <laughs> all right. <laughs> Moving on to music. Well, then. Um... I'll, you know, uh, like I always do, I just hop in here first. Music, I thought, was phenomenal. Way better than the first game. Um, they really utilized the um, hardware of the system. As you would expect, I mean, it is a, re- a, t- a title really late in the system. Um, but overall, um, the music was, I think, was phenomenal. It really took a lot of um, stuff from the first one and really just kind of amped it up. To 11, um, as far as uh, the depth of the pieces, how appropriate they felt. I didn't really find any of them too annoying, even uh, even tolerated the fishing sound, the fishing uh, music. Um, I didn't think was that bad. Um, but no, I really enjoyed the music. Uh, what about you, Nick? Uh, you know how I feel about the soundtracks of these games. It's fucking great. I listened, I listened to a lot of the music, just... It's on my iPod. It's good to listen to. The battle music compositions are great. The like the slow, kind of meaningful stuff is great as well. Uh, the town stuff can be... Uh, sometimes it can be forgetful, but it's always a little bit upbeat and everything like that. So it's definitely, definitely fantastic. 
Yeah, there's a lot more pieces in this uh, game than there was in the first one. Exactly. You don't hear a lot of repeats. Exactly. Um, what about you, Mike? How'd you feel about the music? It uh, was pretty good. I ended up, like, after hearing the first couple of fights of the same boss music, like, a, I, I expected it to change a bit because usually if you fight, like, a, a, a more significant enemy in some RPGs, the music will change to let you know, like, like this is more important than the other stuff you've battled and it was all the same music like i encountered like a lot of repeats it's good to hear the music the first couple of times it gets a little uh stagnant after and like to me my benchmark of a good soundtrack is if i'm going to go out and download it after mm-hmm. like i have a uh, secret of mana i have that soundtrack i have final fantasy 2 3 7 8 9 like those are like that music is good. Like I can listen to it on its own, but this like it's good to listen to in game. Not sure if I would listen to it on its own though. Uh, I can't say that I agree. I found that a lot of uh, towns had u- unique music. Of course, the battle theme is going to stay the same unless you're fighting like an end of story arc a boss. Um, I also found that uh, I did also. Well, I, I also I acquired the music for use in the show, whether I end up putting it in in post or not. But I did add the soundtrack for this one to my it's rotation a, of. Um, it's all. Yeah, it's also the first uh, track in the introduction to your show. The yes. battle music. Yeah. So, so um, well, this season, um, last year, last season, it was um, the prelude. Mixed between from, a bunch of stuff. Yeah, it was well. It it opened with the Final Fantasy Prelude, um, but no, it's um, I I found it I found it great. Um, there weren't any moments where I wanted to turn it off or put on something else. So um, as far as score, I you know I'm gonna give it a four point five. I mean, it's not the best soundtrack I've ever heard, but I I loved every minute of it. Um, what about you, Nick? Uh, five out of five. Five out of five. All right, Mike, what you got? Eh, four. Four? All right, well, that's fair. I mean, hey, it is it is what it is. Uh, that wraps up music. Let's move on to visuals. Okay, so uh, visuals. Um, since I always go first, Nick, I want you to start. What are some things that work for you visually um, in this game? Like, <laughs> uh, pixel, like, pixel art is, like, my, my weakness, and the... The graphics, the sprites, everything, they took they kind of took what they had in Breath of Fire One and they're like, Well, how can we improve on it? And they made it all better. And it's just it's all great to me. Alright. All good shit. Alright. Um I will say that they took the cause um one thing I don't think we mentioned in the Breath of Fire One review was the that sort of isometric um angled battle view. Um, they really took that and made that play way in their favor in this game. Um, they utilized it amazingly, um, from animations to sprites to, um, special cutscene animations in that, in that view. Like, they just made it rockin'. Like, it's, it's badass. It's almost like Suikoden stole... This Breath of Fire too. I would, thing. I would, I would definitely hop on that bandwagon. Um, that if you know, like, it definitely um, is at least inspired by this view and how it works in this game. Um, and it, it, the the boss sprites were amazing. Um, 
even if the final boss sprite uh, kind of perturbed me a little bit. Uh, not the final one. Uh, Death Helven, or is that the final one? Whichever Death one. Demon. Yes, where he's got like he's got like a bunch of snake penises around him. Like, it was really uh, yeah, it's like the giant blue demon thing with horns, and he got yeah. skulls on his chest. And yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he definitely looks like he has a bunch of snake penises. It's a thing. I'm looking. At I, I'm I'm glad you know what a snake penis looks like because I don't. Yeah, well, well, I didn't know what it looked like before, but now I definitely know what it looks like. Guess what I'm googling next? Snake penis. Uh, you right. probably actually get what a snake penis looks like instead of a penis made out of snakes. Um, Necroman <laughs> looked pretty cool. Um, so a lot of these, a lot of the bosses just look stunning. Uh, the character models were were great. Um, I do like the uh, the taller sprites. I'm a fan of those. Um, in most cases, what about you, Mike? Uh, what what worked for you visually in this game? Everything. This was a, a visually perfect game for the uh, for the capabilities of the Super Nintendo. It utilized it all to its best. Like the dragon at the beginning looked amazing. The the uh, bosses when you fight them, they all look weird and bug like, but you can all see tentacles and shit. Again, the animation is great the uh, camera angle also grace where you can see like the three-quarter angle so you can see more of the character instead of just like an overhead view or a behind view where you only get to see their ass and it uh it really like when you go into a church like it feels like you're in a church like the way everything is designed perfectly it's it's like the graphics are about perfect Yep, I, I think I can agree with you. Um, and based on each of our opinions, I don't think uh, any of us has anything too incredibly negative to say about um, the aesthetic in this game. Does either of you guys have anything negative to say? Because I know I don't. The only thing I would say is that it looks like they took some sprites from the first one and just like improved them a little bit. Mm-hmm. And there were some recolors, but that's to be expected from every game pretty much. Yeah, so. <laughs> everyone does the palette swap. So, I mean, and I, you know, and I can kind of accredit some of the, um, like, as you say, some of the assets imported from the first one to kind of be, um, it could have been something that took place in development where early, and it happens a lot, especially in games that have any sort of length to their um, development cycle or um, even rushed, like something that, how something looks in the beginning of the development cycle can be completely different how it, how it looks at the end. And, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, you put those two assets next to each other and you're like, okay, but, um, no, I can, I think, uh, that's pretty fair. So score visuals, I'm giving it a five, Nick, five, Mike, five. All right. Five, five, fives across the board. Okay. Now on to Nick's favorite category, replayability. Ooh, boy. So, uh, Replayability. Um, I think this game is actually uh, pretty replayable, um, mostly because of the township aspect and the fact that you have eight or nine usable party members. Like None of them are completely worthless. I think you can make any of them really work to your advantage. Um, It does become more or less of the same. There are some developmental choices along the way as far as you know, abilities and that kind of thing. Um, especially when it comes to the township and the way you unlock and do things. So, 
Um, as far as replayability, you know, if I go ahead and score it, I you know, I'm going to give it a four. Like, you know, three is the same game over again if you like it. So, um, I'll give it a four. Where you at, Nick? Um, ugh, uh, I'll give it a three. <laughs> like, I don't feel like, like, I feel like you could pl- you play it once you've played it already. Like, there okay. is, like, the township stuff you can do differently. You can, like, do your party a different way or whatever. But, I mean, it's, is I mean, I would say you're worth, it's worth trying to get the, I guess, the translation patch and play mm-hmm. through it that way and see if that improves the experience for you. But, uh, it's a good game. I mean, I've played it a couple times through. It's, a fun game to play. I like, I like it. I just don't know if, for most people, if there's anything really appealing about it to be like, oh, I'm gonna go through this whole experience again, kind of thing. Okay, Mike, what about you? Mm, I think I give it a three point five because there are some benefits to playing it again. Like the the secret ending, if you make different choices or make like the less obvious choices, and customizing the town, uh, getting a hidden character. Like, there are some bonuses, like, if you know what you're doing. And this is my third time playing the game. So I can't give it, like, a, a three or less because, you know, it is... I am able to play it over again. But, you know, there's no New Game Plus, which, you know, I would throw that in as a, a four or more. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have that. But there are, like, the secret endings or, like, the options of uh, killing certain characters and uh, having it affect the ending or the fact that your town can even fly. Mm-hmm. So there are uh, like there are nice juicy secrets to uh, to add if you uh, want to play it again. So I'd give it a three point five. Okay. All right. And then we cover replayability. We'll talk about our overall experience. And like I say every episode when we do this, uh, my overall experience is kind of judged by my expectations going in. It's an expectations versus reality thing. And everyone told me I would like because I was kind of negative on the first game. And everybody told me I'm like the second game better. And ultimately, I did. Um, I really wished I wasn't as pressed time-wise on this one as I was. Um, but my procrastination really uh, kind of fucked me in the duker on that one. So um, <laughs> I'm uh, so glad that I'm not the only one that had that problem with this game. So um, it really, you know, but I think it was fabulous. Um I really enjoyed it. It's a really solid RPG. It's what you would expect out of a um, end of era for the console RPG. Um, you know, uh, middling story, but excellent gameplay and visuals and music. It's definitely something I uh, I enjoyed the hell out of. Um, there were a few frustrating moments, and there were a few problems I had as far as translation like we said some of the uh, empty feeling systems so my overall experience uh, will end up being a four uh, Nick you um, so for the first time listeners the way I review things is did I love it or hate it for overall experience <laughs> uh, and so overall I'm giving it a five because I love the game I love the series uh, one of my favorite series um and I guess for you, Brent, it only gets better from here. So and next so, one will even be even better. And better and then worse, right? Is that how it's supposed to go? It's going to be – It's I think three and four are kind of divisive. 
So three is most people's favorite. Four is I feel like it's still a really great game, um, but a lot of people don't like it as much because it's it's a different feel. Okay. Um, and then there's five, which nobody we don't count five. Oh, we're oh. counting. We're counting five. That's... What about six? Uh, I haven't had a chance to play it. All I know is it's some mobile game trash. So oh, yeah. yeah, we don't do. We'll do handheld. We're not doing mobile. Like, like if it's on your phone, it's a no go. Um, so Mike, I don't even know if it's translated yet. Is it? Uh, not that I've heard about. Mike, uh, your overall experience. Uh, I'll give it a four. It's a it's a pretty good game, but it does have a lot of difficulties, uh, frustrations like the grinding that you have to do because. You can easily find yourself facing an enemy you're not prepared for and either like it's you've traveled far like there's it would be nice if they had like save points before a boss but that's one big flaw that they didn't have like at least in final fantasy like their save points usually before you hit a boss in this one like you'll have to go through the entire level again so all your grinding is lost unless well i guess you could uh, like lose half your money which is not really a good trade-off because shit be expensive but uh for all of its frustrations it's still a good sounding great looking game with a fascinating story so i'll give it a four because there's a lot of crippling well not crippling but very present flaws keeps it from being a five but okay. uh overall it's pretty good all right so now we're on to quick fire questions. We've got five questions here. We're going to roll through them real quick and in a hurry because we're already kind of long in the tooth. So I'm going to go down the list, ask my guys a question. We'll give an answer and we'll move on to the next question. First question, Mike, favorite boss? Hmm. I'd have to go with the, uh, the final, uh, with the liposuction boss simply because you're it's like Extreme Makeover Fantastic Voyage Edition. So the fact that you're like, Killing fat in a person's body is pretty funny and, and amazing. So I got to go with that. All right. Nick? Um, I like the, the Barberry thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so not like the final boss, but like that one that you first come across kind of thing. Yep. Yeah, there's a uh, – like there's the hero's personal grudge. Like you've, like you've tormented my dreams for years. Now I'm going to end you. Like, exactly. A, and it's kind of creepy. Yeah, there's a stake in it, and you get the option of fighting him yourself. It's like, I must do this alone. You think it would be just you and Bo since he killed you both, but no, it's either alone or with the party. But you do get a bonus if you do fight him alone. All right. Uh, answer, my answer is Necroman. Skeletal dragons are the best. Moving on. Uh, favorite playable character, Nick? Uh, always blue. Always blue. All right. Mike? Blue da-boo-dee-doom-da. All right. I like Rand. Sorry. Uh, whatever. Moving You're on. into that muscle man, gay, homoerotic stuff. That's right. All about those dicks. Bount those dicks. All right. <laughs> he's got a thing for horsemen. He's a, he's a pangolin. Armadillo. He's a pangolin. Oh, armadillo. Kind of looks like he's got a horse face, he's though. Pangolin. But... Pangolin? Is there a D in there? I don't know. Um, okay. Oh, maybe he's a pangolin. Oh, I thought he was an armadillo. But... No, it's pangolin. Aha! <laughs> Most annoying. They're, like, they're the same order, whatever. Armadillos are hairy, and, and he's all about them being shaved. That's right. I like him clean shaven. All right. Most annoying character, Nick. Bo. Mike. Bo. Mm. 
I don't know, man. Yeah, it's definitely fucking Bo. I don't know who we're kidding. All He's right. a piece of shit. If you were to pick one thing that is most improved from Breath of Fire 1 to Breath of Fire 2, what would it be and why? Nick? Fusion system, because I think I said before, you get more options and you get to keep your characters. All right. Mike? Uh, yeah, I'll go with that, too. The fact that you can customize your characters, change their appearance, and still, like, keep all your characters instead of, like, losing two, instead of losing one good character to get another good one, it's... Uh, it's more versatile and fun. All right. Uh, th- even though they're simple systems and aren't worth a whole hell of a lot, I really enjoyed the improved hunting and fishing system. All right. Final question, as it always is. Mike, how hard was this game to masturbate to? Uh, well, I played it on the Game Boy on my uh, DS. So, uh, you know, I can still one-handed, but... Uh, you know, it would have been nice if they had a bit more, uh, more to the sprite window when you okay. go to that window, because all you see is like, well, oh, they got a cute face, but you don't get to see much of the body, and when you do, they're in battle, so. But okay. uh, when you fight Cat, you get to see the full front, and, and that's pretty spank-worthy if you got, like, that tiger fetish. I mean, she's 15, so that's weird. Uh, right. Nick, how hard was this game to masturbate to? Look, there's grass in the field, man. She's ready to play, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> there's grass uh, everywhere, man. She's playing for keeps. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say a one. Holy shit. All right, this game is moderately easy to masturbate to. All right, so that's it for that. Um, before I pull up the outro music, Mike, where can people find you and reach you and do all the naughty things with you? <laughs> well, you can find us on the Playing With Power podcast where we will read Nintendo Power magazine and get distracted and make dick and fart jokes because we're all juvenile children even though we're all in our mid-30s. And uh, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Music Store, uh, even on uh, Nobex Radio for BlackBerry for all the three BlackBerry users still out there. And you can also find me on the Geek Fall on Geek Fallout Productions as a multi-feed it's a multi-show feed, and I'm on the Technobabble show, and occasionally on a show called Screening, where we watch movies and or trailers and discuss them. And, uh, you know, those are the two things i got going on right now. All right. If they want to reach you on uh, the social medias, how would they do that? Uh, get the pa- at GetThePower88 on Twitter. And, okay. uh, again, uh, Playing With Power on Facebook. All right. So... Um, and don't feel bad about the dick and fart jokes. Everybody that made it through our last episode knows we spent a whole 20 minutes talking about Nick's dick. So <laughs> I'm not apologizing. I think it's part of our charm. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. So I listened to that, and I was like, fuck, wow, I don't remember any of this. Uh, yeah, no, it was bad. It, it was, was really bad. It was really bad. Oh, man, pulling up the beautiful, beautiful ska music. All right. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the RPG Show. Yes, I mean you, each person listening through your ear holes. If you could do us a favor and go leave us a rating and review on iTunes, each one counts and we love you for it. You Except can visit- you, Steve. Fuck you. Yeah, fuck you, Steve. Uh, <laughs> Joe is better. You can visit our home on the web at therpgshow.com. We have forums, all kinds of stuff. You can follow us on Twitter at therpgpodcast. Uh, make sure you check out our friends Blaine and James over on Is It Worth It? A part of the Retro RPG Podcast feed. Uh, there's some other things. Talk to us. We love you. All of you. In a dirty way. But until next time, say goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye, everybody. And thanks for being on the show today, Mike. Yeah, thanks. Oh,
Ba-dum-ts. <laughs> Fuck off, Brent.